0: we start to lose track of why we're making the choices that we're making, why we're doing the things that we're doing. That's where we start to feel that mom guilt. Well, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. Instead of saying, you know what? I put my boys to bed every night or I get them off to school every single day and I'm the person that drops them off. And I think this also comes with understanding and choosing the type of mom that we want to be and
1: knowing that we have that choice. Welcome to Mama Has Goals, your weekly reminder that you shouldn't have to sacrifice your dreams to take on the role of mom. I'm Kelsey Smith, mom of two boys, wife, and entrepreneur who is passionate about helping other moms, current and aspiring, to reimagine mom life. I'm bringing you the resources, support, and relatability to debunk that limiting belief that you may have about your ability to achieve your goals while raising a human. We're covering everything from mom guilt, marriage, relationships, careers, finances, mental health, physical health, you name it. Your life doesn't have to fully shift once you become a mom. You can have it all, and we'll show you how. Hey, mamas. Thanks for tuning in this week to Mama Has Goals, your weekly reminder to reimagine mom life and rediscover your multifaceted self. I'm Kelsey Smith, and I am seriously so excited that you are here. I cannot believe we've had this podcast for just about two months now. In some ways, it seems longer. In some ways, I cannot believe it's been two months. I love the podcasting platform. As a busy mom, and I'm sure you are too, I know how hard it is sometimes to fit things in for ourselves and being able to just pop in your headphones, whether you're doing the dishes, laundry, going for a walk or anything else is sometimes the only way it works. So I'm super excited to bring this platform to you to be able to pour into you from our resources, exports, guests, and also some of my own thoughts. If you're new here, I do want to make sure that you know that Mama Has Goals is more than just a podcast as much as we love it here too. We have a free app that you can download from the Apple Store or the Google Play Store, which you can dive into sub communities based off of interest in season of life, connect with moms that are just like you, look for support, friendship, or anything else. We have events that you can attend virtually, in person, weekly calls for coworking and goal check-in on Zoom. And then we also have our filing cabinet, which we we feature resources of female entrepreneurs to help you learn about yourself in and outside of motherhood to support your journey wherever you may be. So go check that out. You can filter by category and search and find hopefully what you need to really move you forward into 2023. I am super excited to bring one of those resources on today, and that is Megan O'Brien. Megan is a mom of three, a podcast host, motivational speaker, mindset coach, and the founder of The Reconnected Mama. She's passionate about helping moms reconnect to their identity outside of motherhood and live an intentional life by stepping fully into who they were meant to be without sacrificing their family or their dreams. Megan helps moms learn to put themselves first without guilt, develop a mindset that focuses on being confident in who they are and what they want, and create a life of their dreams in both motherhood and business. Megan and I share so much of the same passion in helping moms truly be whoever they want to be alongside motherhood. Today, we talk about ditching the idea of balance, getting rid of mom guilt, finding your own identity, the steps to take, how to put yourself first how to strive for your full potential and really some actionable takeaways that you can take to wherever you're at, even if you've started this journey, really take it to the next level. So I am super excited to bring Megan on. You can connect with Megan on Instagram at Megan L. -L O'Brien, M-E-G-H-A-N-L-O-B-R-I-E-N. And of course, give me a follow at Mama Has Goals. Say hello and let me know what you loved about today's episode. Now let's welcome Megan to the show. Megan, I am so excited to have you here. The Reconnected Mama, as your brand name, is obviously something that I am so passionate about helping moms find their identity alongside motherhood. And the way you've been able to approach that from your own journey to now helping other women, I just could not be more excited to have you here supporting other mamas and being on the show. So I would love to just jump right in and have you share your story and how you navigated that yourself and what brought you to really stepping into creating this community to help other women as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here and hopefully provide value for your community. And I've just loved watching your journey as well. Obviously, these conversations for moms are needed. So thank you for what you do. So as far as the reconnected mama, how my journey began, I feel like is any other mom next door or around the corner, right? I don't have any extraordinary circumstances or anything crazy to my story, but I started out in life just checking the boxes, doing all the things that I had kind of been told as a youth were how you grow up, right? So going to college, getting a job, getting married, starting a family, And I was working in the corporate world and my husband was working in the corporate world. We had our first son 10 years ago. I cannot believe it's been that long. Some days I just feel like it's been the blink of an eye. And other days I feel like it's been the longest time ever. And I'm sure all other moms can relate. But my first son was quickly followed by my second son. So they're only 17 months apart. So I was quickly thrown into the deep end of motherhood. And I was just trying to figure it all out. I was trying to navigate all the sleepless nights, the endless piles of laundry, all the additional responsibilities and tasks and things that go along with motherhood. And, you know, just, just trying to figure it out. And I feel like my motherhood journey, I was given all the external directions on how to have a kid, right? So Here's how you swaddle, and here's how you breastfeed the baby if you're going to go that route, and here's how you change a diaper, and here's baby CPR, and kind of all those external things that you want to know, need to know, as you prepare for becoming a mom. And that was all well and good, first boy into the second boy, but then after I had my second son, I just really started to feel lost in all of it. I started to really not know who I was outside of being a mom because every day was just about survival. I was just trying to get through it and trying to figure it out because in those early years, we know that there are so many things that come up with little ones that we know nothing about that we're trying to figure out why do they have a temperature? Why are they crying when they're fed and changed? And you know what's going on and and who are these little personalities and you're also trying to navigate still being a wife and managing a house and if you're working in the corporate world or have a job trying to make sure that you're showing up in that role as well and i just really struggled internally with who i was and what my identity was and i felt a little kind of not let down i love my boys to death and they're my world but I didn't anticipate that once I had kids, I would still not feel completely fulfilled. And I felt conflicted about that feeling because I know there's so many moms out there that they just dream of being a mom and they're stay-at-home moms and their their kids are their family or their kids are their life and and that's it. And that's amazing. And we need those moms. But I quickly learned, which I didn't know, because you have all these expectations going into motherhood of what it's going to look like and how it's going to go. And it's all rainbows and unicorns, right? Or at least that's how we picture it in our head. And then it's just a different reality when we get into it because we don't know what we don't know until we're in it. And we quickly realize reality is a lot different than the idea we had going into it. And so as I struggled with this kind of internal conflict of, well, I love being a mom, but I know there's more for me. I want something outside of this. I need something for myself and trying to be okay with that. And I was still working in the corporate world, but I just was no longer fulfilled in that job. And I loved that job when I started it. It fit my personality. I loved the work that I was doing at the time. But then after having two kids, my priorities changed. My goals changed. And I was really struggling with letting the kids be in daycare 50 hours a week while I was in a job that didn't feel fulfilling, didn't feel energizing to me, actually started to really kind of drain the life out of me. And I was trying to learn what the next step was or trying to figure out what that looked like. And I was able to connect with a mutual friend of ours, Lindsay Schwartz, who we were Facebook friends. And I don't even know whether or not we had even had a conversation in the past, but we had been friends on Facebook for 10 years. And I just was following her social media journey. And I was like, reached out to her and I said, I don't know what you're doing, but it looks super fun. And this was totally out of character for me. This is something I never would have done. And I just remember having the phone call with her where she opened up the door into entrepreneurship. When I was growing up, I didn't know any entrepreneurs. My dad was a teacher. My mom held several different jobs. And there was no one in close proximity that was an entrepreneur. So I didn't really understand what that world was about. But after that conversation with Lindsay, she just kind of opened up this curiosity of, well, there's these other possibilities that I don't have to work in a cube. I don't have to Work for somebody else, which is really where I was struggling with at the time. And as I was still going through motherhood and trying to figure this out, I was looking into podcasts. I was trying to find books and got into self development and was trying to find just other moms who were going through the same thing. And all of the information and resources I found were centered around, you know, breastfeeding or bottle feeding or how to organize your home or clean out your pantry or just these specialized. Topics about being a mom or running a family. And I needed more of an internal conversation about, hey, I'm really struggling with how I'm feeling or these emotions or these mindsets. And I couldn't find those conversations anywhere. So that's how the Reconnected Mama was born. Because as I was talking to other moms and just sharing my own story and sharing my own struggles from a vulnerable standpoint, which I think sometimes we can look at is or feel like when we're sharing those negative aspects, it can look Bad for us, or it can come off a way that we don't want it to. But I was like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. And if I don't share this, I'm not going to move in the direction that I want to go. And as I was opening up those conversations, other moms were telling me that they were feeling the same way that there's more outside of being a mom. And it's okay to feel that way. Reconnecting to your identity outside of being a mom outside of being a wife, outside of being a sister and a friend, but really focusing on those conversations about you personally, about you as a person, as an individual, not just labeled under the title mom. You know, that's not the end all be all. And so I just wanted to create this community where we could have these conversations and learn that putting yourself first isn't selfish, that actually it's just a basic need. And it's so much more than the self-care that we kind of hear from societal standards about we'll go out and get a pedicure or take a long bath or go out with girlfriends and those things are all well and good and I absolutely love doing those things but at the end of the day you still go home and you're struggling with your emotions or you're struggling with your mindset or your mentality because those are kind of quick fixes or those are nice in the moment but that's not the type of self-care that's really going to make you feel whole and well as a person as an individual first So that you can show up as the mom, the wife, the sister, friend you want to be, you know? And so that's where the Reconnected Mama came from.
1: I love that so much. And I totally agree and resonate with so much of what you said. And I felt similar in seasons where... I was checking boxes and things were good. There wasn't anything wrong per se, but it felt like something was missing and I couldn't imagine that season forever with no changes. And that's where I started looking was like, okay, there's nothing about my job that I hate. There's nothing about my family dynamic that I hate. It's really just being like, okay, but what else? And I feel like there's the kind of this feeling that they're supposed to be more and like you said you don't know till you know and i love that your journey started with a random message to someone on the internet because mine did too and it when i was led by that person too lindsay but it was really just a message of like hey i'm curious like what are you doing that feels like it might be fun and be different and i actually feel like while many of us vision that when we step into motherhood, there's going to be a lot of fun because there's going to be playing with our kids. And there is, right? There is a lot of fun. But there's also this navigating all this mental responsibility that isn't even just the actual functionality of feeding and caring for the human, but thinking about the food that needs to be bought and when you're going to run out and the diapers and the wipes and all of those things that then you carry in your brain. So when it comes to having fun and being playful and thinking differently, there's not as much of that because our mental capacity is at a place where we're like, whoa, I have all these new things that I'm thinking about and I'm kind of forgetting what it feels like to focus on me too. And I think that there is this hard balance between like having those conversations because I hear from people sometimes they're like, well, if we only talked about the hard parts, then no one would want to have kids. And I'm like, well, let's not talk about only the hard parts, but let's not not talk about them either. So being able to you know talk about being being both, and that really is what I'd love for you to talk about next. Is I know you talk about this idea of there isn't really balance, and I love this conversation because while I agree, I always want to say you can be both. And so with that becomes balancing of seasons and what that looks like to kind of step into one role, step out of that role, step into another role. So I'd love to know kind of your take on ditching the balance and what that means when it comes to work, motherhood, entrepreneurship, your social life, self-care, because you can't do everything all at once. So what do you do?
0: So how this all started and how I wanted to start breaking down this idea of balance was that that's where I, what I was seeing everywhere was how to create balance, how to bring in more balance. It was just, was all about this balance, which to me felt like this end goal that I could never achieve. I never, no matter what I did, seemed to be in balance of any kind because balance means that all things are in equal parts or equal weight, right? Like everything is well-rounded and equal. And that's just never the case. I believe as a mom, life throws so many different things at you. Your kids are always in different seasons as they're growing. And for me, I just felt like there was just this idea that I could never achieve, which meant that I was constantly feeling like I was inadequate or I wasn't doing enough or the right things. And I was just tired of feeling that way. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't think that we can ever really achieve balance. But I think in our life, like you said, there are different seasons, there are different priorities. And that's going to be based on what's going on in your life right now, the season of life that your kids are in, the season of life that you're in personally for yourself, your marriage, your career, whatever that looks like. And our priorities are always shifting and also going back to what you had said, it's not that anything is bad, right? You can still have good, but want more. You can be good and get to great. But I think when we start to break down this idea of balance, which I think is super harmful to moms, especially new moms who think that this idea is even possible in the first place. But if we bring up this conversation that and say, hey, there are going to be different seasons. And right now you need to just kind of go back in don't look at the external world. Don't look at what's going on around you. I think a lot of this also has to do with social media and comparison because we can look at other moms on social media and look at what they're doing. And then we can compare, well, I'm not there. I'm not doing that. Or, you know, that highlight reel of it looks like they have everything put together. And we need to just go back in internally and listen to ourselves and figure out, okay, well, what's my priority right now? And it might be taking care of your little ones because your kids are young. My boys now are 10, 9, and 4 1/2. I have to add the four and a half because <laughs> if he ever heard this, he would have I'm to add that half because <laughs> it's essential. It's essential. But they're a- more autonomous right now, right? They can take care of themselves and they can get a snack if they need to. They can get dressed. They can go to the bathroom. They can do those things. So my priorities right now are... Are shifted where I'm focusing a little bit more on my career. Now, does that mean that I'm lacking in any other area? No. You can still have a priority. It could be your marriage, it could be your business, it could be your little ones. And that doesn't mean that you're lacking in any other area of your life, your relationship with your girlfriends or your family or fun or playtime for yourself. But you have to figure out kind of what season you're in and what's a priority for you first and your family. And then go, okay, I'm still going to be good in all these other areas. They're not getting anything less of me, but you're going to be, if you're focusing on your career, you might have more hours that are dedicated to your work right now because you're building something. And I know that's the case for me. And that doesn't mean it takes away time from my kids or anything like that, but that's just my focus right now. I'm not going to have an equal pie, you know, pie slice of, This usually how people refer to it in all areas, but you just have to figure out what's good for you and realize that there's not going to be a balance. But I like to say, how can you harmonize? How can you bring into harmony all these different aspects? So they're all in flow with each other, even though you might have a little bit bigger emphasis on certain areas right now, but in a couple months or a year or two years, that's going to shift and it's always going to be shifting and that's okay. And understanding that that's just how it's going to work, I think helps us, gives us a healthier mindset that, you know, we're achieving and prioritizing what's important to us. And that's where we need to focus.
1: Yeah. And I love that you brought up the shifts and then prioritizing what's important to you because... I love to say, you know, your goals are yours, and they should be different than almost anyone else, you know, because your life is unique. And so your priorities, your goals, what you want to balance or not balance is your call and your choice. And so it's going to look different. So while balance to you may not actually be balanced, you can be like, okay, I'm choosing to prioritize this pie slice at this point in time and all my other pie slices are a little bit smaller. They get less time of me. And then next, you know, six months from now, you may be focusing on a bigger pie slice somewhere else and looking at that, but someone else may have a completely different pie made up and completely different slices. And that's, there's no right or wrong answer, but it's up to you to figure out where you want to spend your time and where you want to prioritize. And I love that you're just speaking to that because I think so often people are like, well, where should I be prioritizing my time? What is it wrong for me to focus so much of my time on my business or my job or the stream that I have rather than my kids? And then maybe you want to spend, you know, 99% of your time solely with your kids. Like, that's great, too. But it's up to you to figure out where you need to be and what you want to do. And to your point of social media, we can't allow... What we see to reflect what we want to do. Like you said, go inward. I love that you brought that up and being able to really go in and think about that for yourself. And another thing that you reminded me of that I always want to share with others and remind myself is if you're having a bad day, it's so much easier if someone comes to you and they say, How are you doing today? More often than not, you're going to be like, Good, fine. You're not going to say if you're having a bad day right off the bat, typically. Typically, you're going to say like, hey, this is, you know, it's good. I don't want to talk about it. And that's something that we should work through. But I think it's important to remember that when you see people posting on social media is it's a lot easier to share the positives than it is to share the negatives. For one, it's just harder to comprehend things when you're going through a difficult time to be able to figure out how to package that up and be like, hey, this is what I'm going through and be vulnerable. And while I think there is more of that going on and it's super great that people are being vulnerable, it's just important to remember, like, check yourself. Be like, if you see someone posting just highlights and you're like, oh, she seems like she has it all together. Like, are you sharing your own struggles? Like, are you sharing, like, I'm struggling with this before you judge someone else for not sharing what they're struggling with? And like we said, both of our journeys kind of of reconnection started from messaging someone like if you see someone that feels like you have it all together, like I kind of challenge myself and any listeners to like message that person and be like, hey, it looks like you're totally crushing it. I would just love to learn from you. Like, how do you overcome the hard things in your life? Or what are the things you are struggling with? Like, be vulnerable enough to ask the question to that person that you think has it all together because no one really does. So that's just kind of what came up for me when you're talking about the prioritization and the social media. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the mom guilt that then comes from both of those things, where if you see someone doing something different, do you have mom guilt for wanting different priorities or not having it together? What kind of comes from that? And how do you shift your mindset to get out of that mom guilt?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think these two things go hand in hand, at least for me. And that's how this conversation came up. And I believe that mom guilt is a self-imposed sentence that we put on ourselves. And to say that we ever get rid of mom guilt, no, absolutely. I think we're still going to feel it on some level. But I think what happens is that we're not tied to why we're doing the things that we're doing. And so... That's where we really struggle internally or are conflicted when we're making these choices because we don't, again, we're not tied internally to ourselves or we're not connected to what our values, our beliefs, and our identity are. And that's where we're starting to feel some of that guilt. So I know that if I'm spending time on my business away from my kids, I know why I'm doing it and I feel okay about it. And what happens is it allows me to be more present when I'm with my boys, when I'm with my family, because I know why I'm working on my business. Or if I'm out to dinner with my girlfriends, I know why I'm out to dinner with my girlfriends. Like I know that I need some time with my friends and I'm tucking my boys in reading stories, putting them to bed 98% of the time, most every night. So I think when We start to lose track of why we're making the choices that we're making, why we're doing the things that we're doing. That's where we start to feel that mom guilt. Well, I should be doing this or I should be doing that instead of saying, you know what? I put my boys to bed every night or I get them off to school every single day and I'm the person that drops them off. And I think this also comes with understanding and choosing the type of mom that we want to be and knowing that we have that choice. And saying, you know, I want to be the mom that drops my kids off and picks them up from school and is with them after school and is at every activity or I'm going to be the mom that drops them off and the school bus takes them home and somebody else picks them up, but I'm there for a family dinner every night or whatever that looks like. You get to choose the type of mom that you want to be. And that's got to be centered in your values, your beliefs, and your identity. And then the more that we feel centered in that, the more that we know what that is, then we can feel less guilty about those choices that we're making and the things that we're doing because we know why we're doing them. And we know that we're being a better person, a better mom, a better wife, a better whatever, because we understand the choices that we're making. And it's not taking time away from our family. It's not making us any less of a person or any less of a mom than you know whoever on social media but it's really making us the type of mom that we want to be and that speaks into what you were talking about is that comparison and that looking at well you know what's susan doing over here and oh my gosh she's like making healthy homemade meals meals and you know she's like the i call him the pinterest mom i am not the pinterest mom I'm not crafty, I cannot do the homemade gifts or the homemade treats or whatever. And there's women out there that can do that and that's great, but I know that's not me. For a while, I tried to be that mom and that's where I felt that guilt. Like I shouldn't be buying store-bought treats, I should be making them homemade and they should you know, have all these faces on them or whatever. But then when I stepped more fully into knowing who I am and being okay with who I am and knowing that I'm not that mom, I can feel okay about those choices and not feel guilty about it. And it does take that certain layer of continuing to peel back and being okay with not comparing yourself to other moms on social media because you don't know their stories, you don't know what's happening, you don't know where maybe you're stronger in one area and she's weaker in another, but she's stronger in another area and you're not. And that's okay. And those are the conversations we have to have, but... I think as moms, like we already have so much on our plate. We're already overwhelmed all the time and have so many things going on that when we're imposing that guilt on ourselves, we're getting to the end of the day and all we can see is the negative things. We, all we can see are the things that we did wrong, how we didn't show up, how we didn't do X, Y, Z and how someone else out there is doing it better but we need to start looking at all the things we do right and why we are are doing the things that we're doing and how amazing we are and our family is. And that's how we need to lay our, our head on the pillows at the end of the night and go, wow. I mean, there were some hard moments, but look at all the things that I did right. And that felt good to me that were in alignment with me, my priorities and my family. And that's what I can feel good about.
1: Yeah. And I think that brings us back to the to the last thing we were talking about where you have to decide those things, right? Like that's the very first step is figuring out, like you said, what type of mom do you want to be? Because it might bring you a ton of joy to make all those beautiful Pinterest crafts or those treats. And like you said, I like kind of want to be that mom, but it's just not the top priority of mine. So every now and then I'm like, we're going to do this and then it'll be fun. But then I'm like, that's not me all the time. And that's a choice that we get to make. And It reminds me, I have a friend, you may know her. She's also from Wisconsin, but relocated, Lisa Betcher, And Lisa talks about it's okay to be the napkin mom. And so she says for like the school parties, for example, you get to sign up for all the things to bring. And it's okay to be the mom that signs up to bring napkins. Like if that's what needs to fit into your season, it doesn't have to be like these beautifully gorgeous treats that you bring for the school party, but it also can be. If that's what lights you up and that's what you want to do, then do that and make the cutest little Frankenstein Rice Krispie treats you've ever seen and like make those and they're adorable. But also if you're the napkin mom, be the napkin mom and just like be okay with that. And also for each season, like maybe next year, maybe next year you're the treat mom and maybe next party you're the napkin mom and you get to switch back and forth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's also a great point that you brought up is again, it's coming back to those seasons and what you're going through, what your kids are going through. And knowing that you may be, you may show up differently in a different season and think that just leads back to what we've said before is just knowing internally, reconnecting internally to where you're at right now. And then like you said, being okay with being the napkin mom or however you can show up and knowing that's just as important. I love that.
1: And. You know, I always remind myself that I think mom guilt, I use the term that I I think it comes from a lack of confidence in ourselves and a fear of judgment from others. And I truly think that's what you were saying as well is you're setting yourselves to a standard that we create, right? So we decide I should feel guilty because I'm not showing up in this area or I'm not doing this. And I always try to remind myself at the end of each day, what is something that I did well today and what is something I'm proud of? But what I actually was reminded when you were talking is it doesn't even have to be about our whole life. That's usually what I do is like, okay, what is something in general that I'm just proud of myself for today? But when you were talking, I was like, you know, what if we shifted that to I was a good mom today because... And you like have to find it. Even on the worst days, there's something you you hopefully your children are still here they're alive you know you showed up and supported one in one way or you got them dressed they got water even if food didn't happen you know whatever (laughs) happened that you showed up as a good mom today and I think it's so easy for us to look at the things that we didn't do or the things we didn't accomplish and when you're saying that it was reminding me I was like yeah what if we just all at the end of the day were like I was a good mom today because and what that looks like yeah Absolutely. We're going to have to implement that. Both communities.
0: Yes. It needs to be an everyday thing because I think, like you said, we go too long without looking at our highlights or looking at what we are doing right. And then that kind of builds up. But every single day, if you can acknowledge yourself, at least for one thing, like you said, they got water. They laughed out loud. Even if it wasn't at you, even if it was at someone else, they're healthy, they're clothed, they're under a roof, whatever it is. Even if you yelled, screamed whatever, you did something well, and your kids are just fine.
1: Yeah. And that kind of brings me to my next question, where there's always this thought of lack of identity or loss of identity after motherhood. And I think it typically comes from a rearrangement of priorities. And I know there's an article where Harvard Business Review claims that they're really that rearrangement of previous priorities is what leads to that crisis of identity. And that definitely can happen after any new chapter of our life, whether it's like graduating high school, you and your identity was with your sports teams or in college, and then you step into a new career. But motherhood is probably one of the longest seasons of those change of identities, because it's something that you never switch after that. Like once you become a mom, you're a mom forever. And you can't shift into a new career like sure you were once a manager here and that's still a part of you but you're able to kind of switch that identity I think that's why it's so different with motherhood like you're never not a parent again so I'd love for you to just talk about like how do you navigate that change in identity is always being a part of you but not maybe being the top identity even though I kind of believe it can be like that's why I always say like who are you alongside motherhood, not outside of, because you're still a mom, but what are you doing alongside of that? So I'd love for you to just kind of talk about like, when you first started transitioning, like you said, feeling not fulfilled in your career role, and then reconnecting to yourself. What were those first kind of steps to identifying like who you wanted to be when you didn't even know? Yeah, oh,
0: that's such a good question. And this is you know, where I really struggled. And like I said, at the beginning, where the journey kind of came from and you're right. I mean, you're never not a mom again and it's just learning that whole identity process. And I know when when I went through motherhood, like I said, I was given all those external directions and tips, but no one had a conversation with me about the person I was going to become after I had my children and how to navigate that and what that even looked like. And I didn't have those tools growing up either. And nothing, I mean, I had a great childhood. I had great parents, nothing against that. But there just wasn't this conversation about really being strong in who you are, knowing yourself and just making sure that you're being connected to or really focusing on your own identity. And so that journey for me looked like trying to figure out who I even was, because like you said, I mean, this wasn't even a, a conversation I had with myself before I had kids. I was just kind of going through the motions and going through the process. And I had a great life. I mean, I, I have a great husband and I had a great job and and there were no negative aspects. There were no situations that happened, nothing like that. But what I learned and what those first few steps looked like for me was that I was focusing so much on the external accolades right like all of the external expectations living into ideas that I thought people wanted me to be so who does this person think that I am or who do I think I need to show up as for that person and so for me it was a lot of like the people-pleasing tendencies and showing up as the person I thought they wanted me to be and it really took Stepping away from that and really what I say to my community is it really takes quiet and calm. You have to get away from, you know, kids, your spouse, noise, social media, TV, radio, like it has to be quiet and you have to just sit with yourself and you have to start asking yourself, who am I? You know, and and I always say in the Reconnected Mama community, if I ask you, who are you? And you were to answer well, I'm a wife and I'm a mom. Well, those things are what you are, but that's not who you are. If I were to say, well, what do you believe in? What do you stand up for? If someone were to ask you, like, what would you stand for? Could you answer that question? And you can say, if you're a mom, I'm someone who really values time with the people that I love. I really value family and connection and presence. And I value you know, if you're spiritual, God, or universe, or energy, or whatever that is, but really understanding what your values are individually outside of you know those things of mom, wife, sister, friend, because that's not who you are. Who you are is how you show up and what your priorities and what your goals are. So I really one had to get quiet and ask myself those questions. And to be honest, for a long time, it, it took me probably weeks before I could even come up with an answer. Cause I just, it was like crickets. Like I would ask myself, well, what are my values? And I'm like, I don't even know. It's like when you go to the doctor, right? After you have kids and they're like, well, what do you do for fun? And you're like, fun is working out like an answer going for a walk. I don't know what I do for fun. What is fun? But I think it's, you know, really getting clear on standing up for and determining who you are, what your values and your beliefs are. And again, those are gonna change. So what you value and what your beliefs are now could be different three, six months, a year from now. So you have to constantly be evaluating what that is and who you are. And I think that that is what started leading me into stepping into more authentically who I am and not who I thought other people wanted me to be or needed me to be. And being okay with the type of person that I am. Also, I think
1: taking some personality tests with the Enneagram. I found human design really helpful. There's like human design and the enneagram and then the other one that I I like 16 personalities it's like a smaller myers briggs that's a good one too
0: I haven't heard that one so I've done yeah. human design and enneagram and understanding more about my personality and how I operate really gave me the permission I think to step more into that and to know okay well this is why I operate the way I do and You know, again, I think it's just coming to terms and being okay with that and just really truly knowing who you are and how you operate in the world and then showing up as that person. And that that's kind of what started that whole process of kind of reconnecting to who I am and then building that confidence, that authenticity of being okay and putting it out into the world. And I used to be so afraid of judgment, like. I couldn't even, my girlfriends would say, okay, meet us at the bar in college, right? And I would be like, well, can you meet me outside? Because I don't want to walk in by myself. Because I I would be thinking of like, what are people thinking if I walk in by myself and I'm not with a group of friends or whatever, like paralyzed by fear of what other people were thinking about me all the time. And now, I mean, yeah, it does get to you. I don't think that ever goes away, but I care about it a whole lot less than I ever did before because I'm centered and concreted in who I am. And I'm in love with that. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm always learning and growing. There's always that aspect. I'm always curious. And I think in order to continue to progress, you need to continue learning and growing. But it really comes with finding that confidence and knowing who you are and
1: being okay with it at the same time. And are you just like so proud of yourself? Like, I just sit here like listening to you and I can resonate with so much of your story. But I think for the moms listening that have got to that place a little bit, because I think it's a journey forever. But if you've stepped into that journey of really identifying who you want to be, what you stand for, I feel like once you're in that journey, you look at the other moms and you're like, I am so proud of us. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the fact that we've been able to step out of that and that's what i feel like listening to you in your heart i'm like oh my gosh could you imagine if you hadn't taken that step taken the first like you said couple weeks months for me i feel like it was longer than that to question like who do i want to be what do i want to stand for and if you had not uh, like pushed yourself through that really uncomfy stage of not knowing to being like well i'm going to try a couple things on i'm going to see if maybe this test tells me a little more about myself. I'm going to see if listening to this podcast or reading this book or messaging this person, if those resonate with me and if they feel good and they might not all feel good. I'm sure there's some that you're like, eh, that one might not be for me. But then you go into the next one, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so much better. And just seeing the other side of that, because I know when you're in the thick of it, you're just like, oh, that can't be for me. Like, that's great for her. But I don't think that that's like my journey. But being able to be on the other side and be like, no, 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 come with me. (laughs) Like, step out, reconnect, as you say, with your community, like reconnect to you. I just, I love seeing when it's done-ish, done-ish, started in progress. I just am so proud of you, like not even knowing you from the previous, but seeing you now. Yes,
0: absolutely. Well, thank you. I think going back to what you had said, is that seeing myself now and knowing how I was before, if I had not taken this journey, like how I would have continued or that trend, I think that really is what brings up fear in me. Like knowing that I never would have really stepped into my potential. And that's a conversation I have with a lot of my community as well, is that I may be a few steps of some of the other women in the community. They're still maybe in that fear phase or like not knowing or, you know, uncomfortable or scared to kind of take those growth steps to really live authentically and vulnerably, because that can be really super scary too. But I always say, I do not want to get to the end of life and regret that I could have missed out on all this beauty, on all these amazing things, because I was too afraid to just take even the tiniest baby step. And that's what it can be. It can be tiny baby steps. It doesn't have to be an overnight transformation. And it isn't for anybody. And I just say, you know, imagine, you know, where you could be in in that life that you dream of every day, if you're not there yet, that if you never reach that, and you continue going in the direction that you're going, which again, could still be good, may not be great. But why not? Why not? What's the worst that could happen?
1: Yeah. And like you said, striving for your full potential, like I think for people that are maybe in a state like we talked about, where it's not bad, but they are feeling like something's lacking, there can be this overcoming of, you know, being grateful for what you have to know that you want more. And I feel like we kind of covered that. And then there's also the people that are sitting there that are like, I have no idea what my full potential even looks like. And, you know, I always want to say you don't have to go into entrepreneurship. Like it's not about entrepreneurship. It's about just striving for whatever is on your heart and what you want to do and allowing yourself to ask those questions and get really clear with yourself. So if we had one takeaway, because I know we've talked about a couple questions that people can journal on. So definitely, you know, go back, listen and write those down. But at the end of this, if there was one to three steps that someone would take to say okay I do want to reconnect with me or maybe it's not reconnect maybe it's connect for the first time but connect with my identity alongside motherhood connect with my potential strive for that full potential reimagine the possibilities the tagline for mama has goals is reimagine mom life if you could help them take three or less action steps jumping off of this podcast what would be your top advice
0: yeah. So the first thing I would say is getting into that quiet, getting into that clear, writing down what's fun for me. What do I enjoy? What am I curious about? Like you said, if, if you don't have clarity in that vision, just write down some ideas of things that bring you curiosity that you might be interested in checking out if you haven't before. And just start really kind of checking in with those things that make you feel energized or lit up? Is it spending time with friends or talking about a certain topic or you find yourself researching or or looking up something? Like for me, it kind of started with health and wellness. I got super obsessed with just health and wellness for myself and really kind of dove into that. And so just really kind of write down some ideas of passions, interests, curiosities, things of that nature, again, tapping into what what do you value? What are your beliefs? And then I would say the second step is start finding out how you can explore more of that. Like you had touched on, you know, finding podcasts that sound really interesting or curious to you or that are along those topics or ideas of your curiosities, your passions, your interests, books, what books are out there, what resources who can you connect with as far as who might be doing some of these things that look super interesting to you? Like like you had said, we both reached out to a random person that we just were like, we don't know what you're doing, but it looks fun. So if you catch yourself doing that, reach out to them. Just ask them that question. That's a really bold move in and of itself. And then the third thing I would say is just continue in that until you find more clarity, because that action piece is what's going to bring the clarity. So even if you're still like, you know, I'm a, I'm a couple weeks into this or a couple months. And like you said, for you, it took a couple years, continue to hone in on those resources, the people that you can surround yourself. I know we're both big on community and putting ourselves in those environments. And I don't know about for you, that wasn't the case for me. Like I said, I couldn't even walk into a bar by myself. So going into a room of people I didn't know, never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But it's those baby steps where you start to build that confidence, right? You start to take those little steps every single day. And that's what I did for years before I exited my corporate job was I, on the way to work, was listening to podcasts for two or three years before I ended up quitting. Even though I felt that uncomfortable, like that nudge, knew there was more for me, but didn't know what it was. So your journey might take longer than others. But the third thing I would say is don't give up, keep taking whatever little step you can every single day to try to get closer to what that clarity is for you. And doing, you know, always going back to step one and two, reconnecting with your values, your interests, your passions, and then the resources, and then continuing to take those steps. I think just doing those things over and over is just going to bring you
1: closer to that, that clarity. So good. Thank you so much for those tangible takeaways. I think that we can all do those, even if we're already kind of on our journey. So I'm definitely going to take some time and do that again for myself. And being at the beginning of the new year, this is such a great time to do that as well. So definitely a good way to reconnect even with where you're currently at. So thank you so much for sharing that. And the last thing that I'd love for you to share, you talked about just the kind of idea of having fun outside of motherhood. And I know you've been on this reconnection to yourself journey, and now you're helping other women do the same. And we were talking about balance and what that looks like. I'd love for you to just share, like, what do you like to do when you're not in the role of mom? What is your favorite way to kind of step into being you?
0: So for me, I actually like a lot of alone time. So that sounds very contradictory to some of the things that I've said. But again, learning more and knowing more about how I operate. I love to take my dog for a walk. She's a rescue dog. And when we can get outside and go for a walk and just be in nature, I love to do that. Health and wellness, like I had kind of highlighted before, is a huge passion of mine. So just moving my body and learning more about nutrition and how I can just optimize my own wellness, getting together with my girlfriends. And honestly, like these types of conversations now are just more commonplace for me. And I kind of force my friends to have those conversations with me, which they now love. But yeah, just making sure that I'm continuing to bring that passion and like do the things that I love, which is connecting with like-minded women. I'm like a super time ninja now. So I've really learned to weed out the things that just I don't have time for or don't fill me up and doing more of the things I love, which is getting out in nature. My boys are, they're not sweet, docile little boys. I mean, they are sweet, but they're not like the quiet book type. They're very athletic and competitive and I actually, I'm the type of mom who loves going to their sporting events. My oldest plays hockey, my youngest plays hockey, my middle one plays soccer. So we're always at some kind of practice. We're always at some kind of game, some kind of tournament. And I love it. I love it. I know there's moms out there who do not enjoy the sports. I cannot get enough. So I'm doing those types of things with my boys, triggering them on, shouting the loudest from the stands and you know, just connecting with the, the families in the sports groups. That's actually who we've become a lot of friends with my husband and I because we spend a lot of time there. So that's really what I, I'd love to spend a lot of time doing.
1: That's amazing. I love that so much. I would love for you to share a little bit about the things that you're working on and how we can connect with you. First and foremost, for anyone that's listening, we have Megan as a resource in the Mama Has Goals free phone app. So definitely go download that from your Google or Apple store, completely free dive in and you can listen to Megan to walk you through various ways to reconnect. So go check that out. But outside of that, I know you've had some really exciting things you're putting together, one being this new accountability club. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that and how else we can connect with you on social and your own podcast as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I love the app that you've created. It's amazing and so needed. And I'm so glad that you put it out into the world because I know it's going to help so many moms. So as far as the Reconnected Mama, I am starting an accountability group, just short term, just starting it's actually launching i'm pulling up my calendar january 22nd and it's just a really small intimate group because i know as women i know as moms we set goals we set you know dreams and intentions especially around the new year But it can be really hard, especially if we're trying to stick to these goals ourselves. especially if we're trying to do it all alone, because there's so many barriers to achieving our goals. And then at the end of the year, we feel bad that we didn't accomplish the things we said we were going to accomplish. So I just wanted to create a small, intimate group of women who have set clear goals or intentions for this year, next year, however long it is, but just creating a small group where we can come together and we can talk about what our goals are. We can talk about how we get in our own way and how we sabotage ourselves and kind of what those tendencies are and how we can help make sure that the other women in the group are achieving the goals that they set and why they set those goals in the first place. I think it's really good to have a group that can reconnect you back to why you made that goal, why you want that goal to happen, and then say, Hey, remember, you said you wanted to do this. And now you're getting in your own own way by, you know, doing like for me, if I'm at home, I will often think like, Oh, well, I should go clean out the basement or the boys closets need to uh, be cleaned out or find some kind of diversion, right? Instead of doing the the hard things that I know I should be doing the goals that I set to to move me forward. So I'll say, Hey, this is how I'm going to get my own way. I'm going to start creating this other busy work or diverting my attention from doing the hard things. So when you notice me, or when you hear me say that I'm doing these things, please call me out lovingly. You know, this is like lovingly saying, Hey, I'm going to call you on your BS and we're going to get you back to making sure that you're taking that action or figuring out why you're having some resistance around it, working through it. So it's, we're going to meet eight times. And like I said, just a really small group to come together once a week via Zoom. So you can be anywhere and connect to the call and we can just get together and say, Hey, we're going to help each other over these next uh, 60 days, essentially is what it is. Make sure that we're instilling these habits that will continue to take us through the rest of the year and break down some of these areas where we have resistance around taking action on the things that we actually want to do. And then as you said, I have my own podcast as well. It's just called The Reconnected Mama. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, wherever podcasts are, and also just the thereconnectedmama.com or I'm on Instagram under just my own name. It's Megan L. O'Brien and you can find me there and connect. I love connecting with everybody. I'm an open book. You can ask me anything. So if this conversation felt aligned with you, or you just want to say, hey,
1: I'm always open for that. So come find me. Thank you so much, Megan. Mamas, if you loved the episode, take a screenshot, share it to your socials or a friend. Please follow Mama Has Goals and Megan on Instagram as well as Apple Podcasts. And that way you always know when we drop a new episode. And the most important thing, please leave a five-star review sharing your favorite part of this episode. And I'll see you next time.